Isaac, good to see you again. I'm I'm actually borrowing Mother's coffee cup, but with the uh, beautiful cardinal on it today for uh, my celebration. But good to be with you around God's word. It's good to be with you with uh, my same coffee cup. <laughs> Very good, excellent. Well, today we're going to have a chat around uh, one of the other whys of Christmas, which is why did Jesus come when he did? And uh, there's a couple of verses of scripture that uh, might help our thinking here. One is uh, Luke 2, 4 to 6, which tells us that uh, the, the time was fulfilled for Mary to give birth. It says, and Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And I like the King James there where it says she was great with child. And while they were there, verse six, the time came. And again, in the King James, the days were accomplished. The time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. And so just that fact that the, the time came for Jesus to be born and and in Galatians, Paul helps us think about it even uh, a little deeper in Galatians 4, 4. He says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And, and Paul is talking here about not chronological time, but, but the opportune time, kairos. Um, not chronos, not the way we mark time, but when the fullness of time came, it was the right time for Jesus to come. What uh, What are your thoughts when you think about God's activity and working out the timing of this? Um, I think that our show's over because I think we answered it. <laughs> um, you send me you send me the notes for these things. Um, before we record these, it's a little behind the scenes. Like you send me these notes. Right. Well, you can't see it because the light. One page, the back page of all these notes, right? But the first line on this note, the first sentence says, because it was the right time. And I think we just, it's just in right there. Like, <laughs> why did Jesus come when he did? Because it was the right time. And yeah. that's since the creation of the world since time began. Uh, well, and, God had a plan. And that's the wild part. Um, and I can't remember if we, we've talked about it in this format before on this show. Um, we've got a lot of different podcasts going around right now. Um, but we've also had a lot of different discussions at this time of year about Christmas. But um, one of the things that Amanda and I do every Christmas is watch this um documentary called the bethlehem star oh i think we did talk yeah i think we, we did talked talk. about it well it's very good yeah so we, we know about the the bethlehem star right the star that the wise men followed to to bethlehem to see jesus and from a timing perspective that's actually later and so like the star actually showed up um actually the thought process when you look into it is that the, the star first showed up the wise men first noticed it when uh, Gabriel talked to Mary uh -huh. when Jesus was conceived, right? Mm -hmm. Because when they get, by the time they get there to Herod, um, they're like, hey, like, we saw it, we noticed it, 
and we saw something again and then we rode. And so there's this time process, right? Right. And then they get there and they see this star that stopped over Bethlehem and they go and, and see Jesus, right? But right. that's a star, that's a star, which think about like from us standing on the planet, we think of stars as just dots in the sky, right? Like we we right. draw them and we draw night skies. We can just kind of glitter. Sometimes they're they're airplanes actually, <laughs> sometimes right, yes. planets. We saw one tonight. We saw a falling star tonight. It was as we were walking. Yeah, I remember uh, walking around as a, a maybe three or four year old in Alabama around Christmas time, and one of them was Rudolph. We saw Rudolph <laughs> right. uh, one night, and so, but but think about what a star is. Like it's not just a dot in the sky. Like it's it's you know however many light years away, and right. the way that the Earth moves. Like it's it's not moving, it's it's centered, and the way the earth moves is how it moves through the sky, right? Right. When when were those stars created? Right. They were Genesis flying. one, whatever it was when he created yeah. heavenly bodies. Gen- right. Genesis chapter one, right? Yeah. And so God uh in Genesis one, right put the stars in the place. They needed to be in Genesis 1 1. So, so that, that so that through the next thousands of years, however long, right, on that night, in uh looking at Jerusalem from Babylon, right? Yes, they would they would appear in a way that would cause three guys paying attention to these such things to see the king. The king of the Jews is here. We need to go see. And they ride to Jer- to Jerusalem. And so it's like, you know, if Jesus had come four years earlier, that's not the. Right. If Jesus comes 50 years later, that's oh, not what's happening. That's the only time that that happened. Right. Yeah. And so from a timing perspective, this has been God's plan the entire time. And, and so it's so fascinating, again, in the King James, when it says the days were accomplished, the time had come for her to give birth. It's not just talking about the end of her pregnancy. Uh, there's a whole lot of other time that has been impacted and because this has all been planned out. And that's the point. It happened in response to God's plan. God, God is the God of time. He's the God of time, but he's also the God of timing. And that's why it says it was the fullness of time, the right time, the Kairos moment, the opportunity was exactly right. And and part of that was because God had prepared the way. This was his plan, as you said. And, you know, I can remember in seminary learning the eight reasons why it was the right time for Jesus to be born. Now, I can't remember all eight of those, nor can I find my notes from 30 years ago. But but one of those was that it was a time of peace. Rome had conquered the world, and that region of the world was conquered, but it was the resistance to the conquering was minimal. There, was, there weren't a lot of insurrections. It was a relative time of peace. And so because it was a time of peace, people could travel freely. They could have conversations. They could move about the planet. It was a time in which news could spread. The angel says he's bringing good news, which will be for all people. Well, how are all people going to hear about what only, you know, a few shepherds know it initially? 
Right. It's the message is going to spread. Well, Rome had developed this system of roads. There's a reason why we know the quote, all roads lead to Rome. And that was because right. they had they had built the <laughs> they had built the transportation system of the day, and it was the finest uh, that it had ever been up to that time, including shipping lanes in the Mediterranean. You could get from point A to point B easier and safer than you ever could in in the history of the world up to that point. Uh, but not only that, there was also a common language, and this wasn't Roman. This was from the influence of Alexander the Great and the Greeks in the 300 BCs when they had conquered the known world at that time. And uh, they created this and they they shared, they imposed, I guess we could say, their language, the common Greek language of the day was spoken everywhere. And so um, David Jeremiah asked the question, do you suppose if people had had to learn Hebrew to understand the message of the gospel, would would it have spread as rapidly? Right. Probably not, but it could be it could be shared in a common language. Um, and so this is just an example of how God prepared the way for for the right time for Jesus to come. It was scripted. Absolutely. And then it even leads into as you get further down the line, you know, the the and you start to get the inventions that they come into play here, like the printing press. What was the first thing that they threw through that printing, the printing press? The Bible, right. It would yeah. have been the most printed piece of literature, right? And so it's like that was all, all put together where, you know, Jesus came. It, the printing press wasn't there when Jesus came, but Jesus came, had time for it to spread. The New Testament is completed, and then that has time to spread and be established. And then it's just it's continued on through time because, you know what, like God's story is not over yet. That's right. You know, we, we spent a lot of time this month talking about the time that in this morning, we're going to be talking about the timing of, of Jesus showing up in that manger, right? Jesus showing up on, on earth right. the first time. Um, right. But there is still um, a set of times to be accomplished for him to come back again. Um, and, right. um, and, and, and we're living in that. And so it's kind of cool to be thinking, think that we're living in biblical times. Very much so. That's right. And 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 see, not only did God prepare the way uh, with uh, with Rome and Greek and the conquering of that land and using the language and the roads and the time of peace, but also God had some promises to fulfill. He had created a wondrous anticipation among the Israelites that Messiah would come. And then it got really quiet for 400 years. And they hadn't heard a thing, but which, which was unique for them, especially the Israelites. Yes, right. Like the Israelites, since their inception, had fairly regularly heard from God. Yes, and his and his people, his 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 prophets. Prophets. Right? Yeah, they had, they had received messages from God, um, and that's absolutely. We have a lot of that in the Old Testament for us. Yeah, um, and then last book of the Old Testament is what. Malachi. Malachi. Right. And then the next, we flip the page and it's Matthew. Right. But that's but a that, 400, that gap, 400 year 400 flip. year gap that, you know, I mean, that's, that's 10 generations. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot going on, a lot of, of important Jewish history played out during that time. 
But God was silent. There were, there, there were no prophets. There was no new voice from God saying, do this or do that. But it was a time of preparation, of getting ready for Messiah to come. And then, you know, it's so fascinating. The last words of the Old Testament in, uh, in Malachi, let me get over there. There is that page turn between oh, the New Testament <laughs> and the Old Testament. The last one in 400 years. Yeah, it says, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children, the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. And then you go to Luke, you know, the, all four gospels are, are kicking off when God spoke next. If you go to Luke chapter one, and there's our boy Zacharias in the temple, and the angel is speaking to him. And what does the angel say to him in Luke 1, about verse 16? He's talking about the son that Zacharias is going to have. And he says, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. He talks about Elijah turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, exactly what Malachi said when, when the last time God spoke. And Zacharias yeah. being a priest would have known that very well. And he would be like, oh my. And you bring you bring up Zechariah. Um, and you know, that's what you know, we had Amanda on a couple uh episodes ago. All right, yeah. Talking about her, she's going through that that daily advent. Um, and the, really the, the, entire, the entire first week is about Zechariah. Yeah. We're a weekend now, and we haven't got to Jesus. But it's Zechariah and that experience that he has in the temple with that, with that angel. Um, and it's what I, what I love about, about God is that, you know, we've, to this point in this episode, we've talked about kind of the macro timing of God, right? Like what was going on in the planet. Right. Uh, it was literally going on in outer space. Um, the, the, the timing was right for Jesus to come, but God had also worked out the timing in Zechariah and Elizabeth's individual lives that they were prepped for right. their role in Jesus's coming. Right. right. And so they, they got to provide their John the Baptist, who John the Baptist plays that Elijah role that Michael was talking about who kind right. of paves the way for Jesus to come and gets people ready. And that anticipation kind of lights it ablaze for Jesus to show up. Um, and and Zachariah and Elizabeth were barren and had wanted children their entire life and hadn't had it and probably had given up to some point. And right. God works a miracle in their life, um, blows their minds so that they can play the role of raising John the Baptist to do his role in Jesus's, Jesus's ministry. And it's like, he, not only had he planned the entire planet and, and literally set the stars in the right place for this to be the right time, but he had also taken the time to prep Zachariah and Elizabeth to be ready to play their role at that time. Same thing with Mary and Joseph and the way that their, their stories worked out uniquely in a way that set them to be in the right place those shepherds, the wise men, everyone that we know in those stories, God had been working in their individual lives. And it's one of my favorite things about God is that he's able to work his will 
at his level, you know, right. God's will for all of existence. Right. But, but he uses each one of our individual wills or our individual, his will for each one of our individual lives. Right. He's accomplishing 7 billion purposes at the same time that he's accomplishing his purpose. And he uses them all to accomplish the, his purposes. Um, And so he's prepared us to take part in his will. And so you and I might not be um, raising up John the Baptist, but you know, we've got our own pieces to play our own roles to play in God's will um, to prepare this planet for when Jesus comes again. And, and once again, we see that God is a promise keeper. He makes promises and he delivers on them. He had promised that Messiah was coming. He had said it many different ways. Uh, and, and he had even prophesied uh, how the Messiah would die when the Messiah came. Uh, and so he would have to come during the time when that kind of execution was practiced. So it's not just that the birth of Jesus was foretold, but in Psalm 22, you read that, you realize that David is describing a crucifixion before it was invented, a thousand years before it was invented, and and uh, and but but setting the stage for how the Messiah would come and how the Messiah would die and what he would do for us. Um, and there's, so there's so many promises that God gave in the Old Testament um, that created the anticipation that Messiah is coming. And, and, and there's, there's one other reason that I want us to think about of why Jesus came when he did. It's because it was the right time for him to come, as you said. Uh, it's because everything had been made ready. It's because God was keeping his promises. But it's also because that's the way God does everything. Everything God does is a Galatians 4-4 in the fullness of time moment. He's still doing that today. Um, uh, Your mother and I went to uh, a retirement community here on Thursday to pray with one specific lady. But we just happened to arrive at a certain moment and as we enter the door, which we had to have someone else there that happened to go through it at the same time so we could walk in. But as we're walking down the hall, we walk past this lady who's going out as we're coming in. And she's our neighbor who used to live here on Possum Trot that lost her husband about six months ago. And uh, we hadn't seen her since then. But we just happened to walk down the hall and see her at that moment, if she had been five minutes earlier, if we had been five minutes earlier or later, we five would seconds. Been... Yeah. Yeah. Five seconds. That's the right. level of detail he works. Right. Yeah. And we had a very wonderful, encouraging conversation with her. Um, and we hadn't seen her in, in several years, but that was God's perfect time. And again, that's the way he does everything. He's right on time. And and whatever our friends who are listening to us today are, are struggling with or what they're waiting on, what they're praying for, friends know that God is at work. He's listening to your prayers. He's already working on the circumstances by which the prayer will be answered. You keep waiting and trusting and being faithful to what he's called you to do. Keep doing the last thing you know to do, and you will see the answer, and it will come at exactly the right time. And I could tell you dozens of stories about that, but we don't have time for that. 
right now, but uh, it's it's thrilling to recognize that this is, in fact, how God works. It's how he does everything. Uh, it was the right moment. Go ahead. Trust the answer that you get. And that answer is going to, like, the answer won't blow your mind, but the way God does it will blow your mind. I mean, look at Zachariah, what we're talking about here. Like, right. blew his mind. He didn't think it was physically possible for what God was going to do to do it. Look at Mary. We know that that wasn't physically possible for what to happen to her to right. happen. God did right. it anyway. And so not that everything God does in our life isn't physically possible, but that, that that's the way God answers. Like he wants to give you the desires of your heart and he wants to do it in the way that he knows. He knows the desires of your heart. I think so often we think we know the desires of our heart, but all we know are the desires of our flesh. And it's like, that's what we're after. And we, we can, we think that it's the desires of our heart, but he knows who we are and what will make us the most fulfilled in our life. Um, and, and that's what he wants to give us. It's like, so often we get, Oh, I want this. And then he doesn't answer it that way. And we're like, blah, and we get upset with him. And it's like, who do you think you are? Like, right. well, we think we're God and yeah, we're not. Exactly. And right. you know, we, we're chasing after these little piddly things and he's like in good time. I mean, Amanda told a story when Samuel, our oldest, when he was just a baby, like first years of life, she was changing his diaper one day and it was time for his feeding, but she had to change the diaper first. Like, so his bottle was sitting on the other side of the room and he like noticed it. And so she's got him on the changing table and he's flipping out because he wants the bottle mm -hmm. and she's trying to change his diaper first. And she like literally said like out loud to him, like Samuel, just hold on. I'll give you what you want, but I got to take care of this first. And, and it just like, it was like, like God was saying that to her, you know, mm -hmm. like, like how often do, is God saying that same thing to us Right, where we want something? He's like, just hold on. I want to give that to you. You'll get it at the right time. You've created a mess here. <laughs> I need <laughs> yes. to clean up first. <laughs> right. How appropriate. Yeah. Right now in I'm your pants. Have to clean it yeah. up. It's going to take a moment and then I'll give you what you want. But well, you know, the interesting thing, um, uh, Zacharias and Mary, once they realized that this was God's activity in their life, the pray, the way they praise the Lord is some of the most beautiful praise we have in all of scripture. The end of Luke chapter one, uh, and then into two, actually it's all of Luke one where Mary and Zacharias are both taking turns <laughs> praising the Lord. It's just amazing how in awe they are of the awesomeness of God. And we should be too. Too often in life, we've lost the awesomeness of God. And we need to get it back by realizing everything he's done to create the environment in which he answers our prayers. He's so specific and so loving and so amazing when he does it. Well, and we might not have time to go down this rabbit hole, but I'll just mention it. Like he, time is different for him. Like we are, our human brains are stuck in this timeline of time, past, right. present, future. And it only works one second at a time. And he just, right. he operates outside of this. Right. Um, like he's, right. He, yeah. he's experiencing it all at the same time. Like, and, yeah. and we he can't even understand for our benefit. He didn't need time to accomplish his purposes. He just, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, he he's he's already experienced. He's already experienced our future. Like he's he's he he kind of experiences all. Like time does not constrain him. Right. Like it very much constrains us. And so when when we look at timing, we're like, we want this to happen now because we feel like it's gonna happen before we can do anything. He's like, guys, I got this, man. Like, like trust me, I've seen. I I know what's I know what's coming. Right. And I'm prepping you for it. Right. And, and I'll carry I'm the guy you. who pushed the pause button for 400 years yeah. while everything was playing itself out and getting arranged and being just right. And then I said, now we're moving this forward. Because so it's not that nothing was happening, but it was all preparation. Then he wanted to get specific people involved to carry out the plan because it was the right time. The right time. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's the right time for us to end this discussion today, but we uh, look forward to continuing uh, our thinking about why Christmas. We've got other questions to answer. Uh, Next time we'll talk about why the name Jesus. Uh, And so we'll look forward to that discussion. So we'll see you guys next week. If you haven't already, check out what she said, a thrill of hope Advent podcast. You can hop in at any time or you can go quickly catch up on a week. Do it. It's 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 better than I expected. And I was in the house as it was created. It is very good. Bring your shovel because it's a deep, a deep dig. Uh, and Amanda's doing a fantastic job with it. I love it. And I would encourage you to tune into it as well. Thanks for listening to us. And uh, let's keep studying the Bible and trusting God together. God bless you. Merry good. Christmas. Bye-bye.